I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So I am so pumped, you guys, for a normal week of News Du Jour. Last week was very stressful for me, honestly, and I just missed doing the show. I love relaying the news to you guys, and it definitely left me depressed not being able to do my job. So I really miss this, and I'm happy to be back in the saddle again and just excited for a completely normal, non-eventful week, knock on wood. But before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys that we are sponsored by Liquid IV. I have seen you guys starting to purchase with our code, and I'm so excited because you're going to be addicted. This is a product that I've been using for years. It gets me to drink more water, plus I know that that water is going to be more effective in my body and deliver a bunch of essential nutrients along with great hydration. So again, if you haven't ever tried it, they have amazing flavors. It just makes drinking water more fun and more effective. Our code is 20% off and the code is du jour. And that's all in our show notes so that you guys can shop. So for today, we have three mini stories. Let's get into it. First up, Fox News's top legal officer will now be leaving. He was the one, if you guys remember, who guided them through that crazy settlement with Dominion Voting Systems. And I bet you guys remember that Fox is also facing an onslaught of other legal issues right now. So maybe the job just got to be a little too much for him. He will continue to advise Fox, but he doesn't want that chop position anymore. We'll have to see who steps into the role, but I'm sure there is someone out there who will be excited to take on this challenge. For our next mini story, Sam Bankman-Fried was ordered to be sent to jail after a judge revoked his bail. He was waiting for his trial from his parents' house in Palo Alto, but he continued to contact witnesses in the case, and it was seemingly about the case, knowing that he wasn't supposed to be doing this. The judge was sick of his antics and put him in jail to await trial. And for our last mini story, Trump has now come out and saying that he will not actually be signing the loyalty pledge that is required to take part in the Republican debates. So this loyalty pledge, basically what it means is that if you participate in the debate, you will then throw your support afterwards behind whoever wins the nomination. So let's say that Trump loses the primary to DeSantis, hypothetically. If he signed the loyalty pledge, then he would have to throw his support behind DeSantis because DeSantis won. So Trump seems like he is unwilling to do this. He's unwilling to take the pledge, meaning that he would throw his support behind anybody who won. And that may mean that 
he may not be on stage when it comes time for the Republican debates. He says that he plans to let us know in the coming week. And that leads us to our first longer story of the day, Hunter freaking Biden. So what is going on here, you guys? Let's break it down. Okay, so by now you guys may have heard that Attorney General Merrick Garland has announced a special counsel to investigate the president's son, Hunter Biden. The man who will be leading this inquiry is named David Weiss. He is a U.S. attorney from the state of Delaware, where President Biden is from. This man was nominated by President Trump back in 2017, so I presume this was Garland's way of trying to be unbiased in his pick. But we'll circle back around to that a little bit later. This man also has a background in finance, which will be pretty important over the course of this investigation, I would assume, because a lot of the different claims against Hunter Biden stem from the idea that he himself or President Biden himself has taken bribes from foreign nations or foreign corporations. David Weiss is the man who's been looking into Hunter Biden for years, so While many thought he was the perfect guy for the job, Republicans are actually now pushing back on his appointment. Why? Well, if you guys remember, Hunter was recently offered a plea deal earlier in the year that Republicans were not a fan of. And this guy, David Weiss, he was the guy who brokered that deal. So they think that he is going too lenient on Hunter Biden and will continue to do so. Next up for today, we have a bunch of Trump-related mini-stories. Let's get into it. First up in our mini-stories, Georgia prosecutors, according to CNN and exclusive for them, have messages connecting Trump's team to a voting system breach. Now, I always want to flag for you guys where the news is coming from, and this was an instance where I cannot personally fact check anything here, but it is breaking news, and I wanted to make sure you guys had heard about it, but know where it's coming from and take it with a grain of salt. So the situation in Georgia seems to be really heating up. There is a county there in Georgia called Coffee County, and it was found that early In January of 2021, there was a breach of the voting system. Somebody from the outside was allowed in to kind of meddle with some voting machines. They were trying to get to the bottom of what exactly happened with this. And it seems that the Trump team may be responsible for this voting system breach in Coffee County. News of this breach came out between messages with the Trump team that were obtained during the Georgia investigation. Fannie Willis is set to present her team's findings to a grand jury this week, seeking charges against more than a dozen individuals in the Trump camp. Now, whether or not Trump is one of those named or not, we don't know for sure, but we're fairly confident he would be one of those 12 and that two of the other figures would be Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Basically, what is thought to have happened is that a woman by the name of Misty Hampton, who worked at Coffee County election as an election official, did not believe that the results she was seeing come in were accurate. She then delayed announcing for her county in order to double check all of the voting. 
After the election, video surveillance shows Misty allowing unauthorized individuals now thought to be these Trump team members in to inspect the voting machines, which they are not allowed to do. This definitely would be explosive information for this investigation and, frankly, like a completely new direction of the investigation. There were other crimes being investigated before to do with the election, like the false electors and that phone call um, where Trump said, find me the votes. Those were sort of the main two things being investigated in Georgia. But now this is almost like a third component, which could possibly lead to more charges, depending on what this grand jury finds. So I also wanted to give you guys an update in the Trump protective order whole issue. So a judge approved the protective order and limited Trump's ability to speak on the evidence of the case as well as to any witnesses. She took the opportunity to warn Trump not to do anything that could be construed as intimidating to any witnesses or potential jurors. She said that she would take on any measures necessary to prevent him from tainting any potential jurors. She wants this case to go off without a hitch, and that's going to require Mr. Trump to keep his mouth shut. And just as a reminder, this is a very common practice in the court of law, and it is often that you will hear people are not allowed to discuss the details of ongoing cases. And lastly, in Trump-related news, this one kind of made me chuckle. Trump flew his plane over DeSantis' speech at the Iowa State Fair. I'm telling you guys, politics is no more mature sometimes than an episode of The Real Housewives. What a petty and obnoxious move. And even further, Trump brought with him to the Iowa State Fair a group of Florida House members who had endorsed him over DeSantis, their own governor. He is really trying to rub it in right now, and it almost makes me feel like he might have something to lose. So before we go for the day, I did want to give you guys a couple updates on Hawaii. So unfortunately, we do have to report that the death toll has risen to 93 people. This is the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. in over a century. And people surviving on the island are not only dealing with their grief in the aftermath of this disaster, but also lack of power, lack of cell service, and lack of government resources. People are definitely becoming concerned about the lack of government preparedness, which Leads me to my next topic of conversation on this subject. Hawaii has these sirens that are meant to alarm people about emergencies, just like this one, you know, hurricanes, things like that. We have them here for tornadoes in Oklahoma. But none of the 80 different sirens ever went off. So no one got the signals that they needed. And this just further led people to kind of distrust that the government was prepared for this disaster. So according to Yahoo News, there was also a man living on Maui who decided to hose down his house with water in hopes that the fires would not burn his home. It was a last ditch effort to protect his property. But it worked. Homes just across the street and all around him were burned to a crisp. But his home was left standing. Now, 
it's not inhabitable at this exact moment due to the large amount of chemicals and ash in the air, but the man will be going home again thanks to his Hail Mary move. I also wanted to talk to you guys about the fact that experts are all coming out and pretty unanimously saying, guys, this is climate change, undoubtedly. Maui is a lush, wet island, and this should have never happened there. While wildfires are common in this time of year, it should never have been able to spiral the way that it did. And this is specifically linked to declining rainfall, rising temperatures, and the hurricane off the coast. That's why this happened. And this is all stuff that was predicted by scientists decades ago. And it will continue to accelerate until we take more action. Which leads me to my last mini story of the day, a new effort by the Biden administration that is very interesting and one of my favorite new methods that they are using to combat climate change. So the U.S. has pledged $1.2 billion in an effort to develop tools that will essentially suck greenhouse gas out of the atmosphere. Basically, a giant vacuum. We still don't know how to do this at scale or what we'd even do with the gas once we trapped it. So there's a lot to learn here. But if we could find a way to effectively pull it out, store it, and turn it into something productive, it could prove to be a turning point for the survival of mankind. Now, this would not be an excuse to just let it rip with emissions. No way. We need to lower emissions as well. Because if this method ever stopped working for some reason, or we weren't able to house enough of the gas or turn it into something productive, we'd need to have our emissions under control anyway. So it could be a great stopgap as our world begins to adapt to less coal, more renewables, less driving, more walking, less meat, more veggies, less landfills, more compost. You guys get it. But this could be a great tool to essentially add to our arsenal in the fight against the climate crisis. Supporting Mother Nature is what it's really all about because at the end of the day, we only have one home. Climate change is an inconvenient truth, and that's really a perfect way to put it. No one wants to deal with it, but it is the reality of our time. And in order to save our children from lives spent dodging disasters, we have to act now. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote. There is happiness after you, but there is happiness because of you. Both of these things can be true. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfree media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. 
broadcasting from. Oh. 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 Oh.